Hello, hello. Welcome to the 30th installment of the Threadwork podcast. I am your host, Ross Cale, and thank you very much for choosing to listen. It's good to have you here. If you're new to the podcast, then let me quickly tell you that Threadwork is an attempt to work out just what it is that links together all the music I love and that of the occasional guests that join me. I do this when I don't have a guest by playing records that I think are amazing and then talking about them a bit. Also, episodes tend to be unified by some kind of theme, but this is mostly just to try and give me some kind of framework to work within because all of recording music is a pretty intimidating amount to get my head around. So instead, I give myself a small rule set, for want of a better word, and that helps focus the music a little per episode. This particular instalment uses the theme of food and drink, so all of the music will have some kind of relationship to things you can eat or drink or that enable that sort of thing. As far as threads go for this episode, one thing bubbled to the surface that, if you look back over the music played on the podcast since it started, has probably been there all along. Specifically, there are a couple of spoken word-esque tracks in this instalment, and I know that some people shy away from that as a descriptor, but before you reach for the off switch, they're not the sort of overly earnest spoken word that can be associated to that label, but instead it's simply spoken storytelling vocal delivery as opposed to sung. It's not hugely revelatory to state that stories and songs is a thing to be into. I've called that out in previous episodes already. But what I hadn't quite clocked before is how effective a non-sung vocal can be to convey a sense of exploration. And there are a couple of accidental examples to be found in the first quarter of this instalment that I adore. I just never thought of them in that context before. Okay, a very quick blast of admin and then we'll get into it. As per usual, the episode notes for the podcast contains the track listing, but more crucially, links to purchase the music played. Where possible, the links point towards independent outlets that directly support the artists and labels responsible for making the music in the first place, but where that's not possible, I try and point towards smaller sites rather than the big guns. These are only suggestions though. If you like something enough to buy it, then buy it from wherever you like. The important thing is to try and support the creators if you're in a position to be able to afford to do so. There's a link to a Spotify playlist too, if that's of some use to you as well. Despite me being a bit quiet on the socials, you can get in contact with me via Twitter, at Ross Kale, and Instagram, at Ross Kale underscore Threadwork, or via the Threadwork.net website. It'd be lovely to hear from you. And please consider subscribing to, rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast if that's something you would like to do as well. But that's enough of all of that. Let's play some music. Here is... Threadwork episode 30, food and drink. Cheers. Environmental green life where you didn't need money, you grew your own vegetables, you didn't pollute, everything was natural, etc. etc. And the human relied on layoff between the two. But people living the good life or the clean life, there was a lot of irony there that in fact they couldn't do it.
always feeling like the feeling, body warm, heart with wings, brown sugar has given in everything. But if you look into my eyes, moving deep, moving wise, you will see that brown sugar is only a disguise. Let me announce myself. They call me Brown Sugar. But to those who know me, We started this episode with the submerged, dreamlike sounds of Jerk Curb's Midnight Snack, originally released in 2016 as a single, but was also included on the 2019 album Aircon Eden, released on Handsome Dad Records. Jerk Curb is the brainchild of Jacob Reed, who is talented in the visual arts as well as the musical ones, providing as he does the artwork for the project. But Jerk Curb, the live incarnation, turn up mob-handed, complete with a full band and supporting vocalists supplying their delicate harmonies, all crammed together on stage. Shaking its way to a conclusion beneath us is the stunning Brown Sugar by Akasha, released on the Wall of Sound imprint back in 1997. I first heard it on a fantastic compilation CD given away on a now-defunct Lifestyle magazine, and whilst the comp itself was billed as a sort of generic chilled affair complete with picture of a sun lounger and a cool drink, The music was sublime, with Brown Sugar one of the many highlights. It's a track that stands up well to repeat listens too. The spoken word vocal is far more nuanced than appearances first suggest, and the depth and pace of the instrumentation is spot on. It's a wonderful piece of music that unfolds beautifully across its six plus minutes, and to me is a timeless classic. And from one spoken word top masterwork to another, as we kick off the next section of the podcast, starting, as we are, with this. Talking to me. 
And I never took a mushroom again. Falling through the cumulus wormhole, she wakes up in our old friend, the octagonal. What splendors will she find here? Dimensions. Come on. 
So we're listening to Italian duo Dumbo Gets Mad with a track entitled Indian Food released as part of the 2013 album Quantum Leap. I don't actually know any of their other output aside from Indian Food and that's something I clearly must rectify given how much I love this track in all its semi-psychedelic pomp. Before that we heard an extract of The Orb's More Gills Less Fish Cakes lifted from 1994's Nightmarish Pom Fritz album which to this day remains one of the most unsettling and at times downright scary pieces of work I've ever come across. Mostly it freaked me out because I was accustomed to the relative warmth of their previous work, Adventures Beyond the Ultraworld and UF Orb, but Pomfritz was a different affair altogether, coming as it did as an ugly and embittered reaction to difficult professional circumstances the group had recently undergone. I'll fess up and say compared to much of their other output, I've not listened to it too often, it's a tough ride, though it certainly made an impression. But if you're feeling brave, then give it a go yourself, and perhaps one day I'll pluck up the courage to do the same again. Prior to that, we heard a track from one of my albums of the year, the beautiful nostalgic montage by Salami Rose Joe Lewis, taken from Zdenka 2080, released on Brainfeeder. Sometimes you hear something and it just stops you dead in your tracks, and that's exactly what happened to me with Nostalgic Montage, which preceded the album release by a few months. It was magical and enlightening and transportative and delicate and obfuscated and just gave me all the feelings you want from a new musical discovery. I've included a link in the episode notes to a live version of another track she recorded and uploaded to YouTube that I recommend you listen to if you can. Use headphones for full effect. Kicking off this section of the podcast was a bona fide deep house cut. Uh, the peerless Salt City Orchestra remix of Marshall Jefferson vs. Noosa Head's Mushrooms released in 1998 on Airtight Recordings. Mushrooms was only the second release on Airtight, and I previously bought and adored the first one, Francois K's remix of Tuter Bleu, so was more than happy to take the plunge on Mushrooms before listening to it. To say that it was a life-changing moment wouldn't be too far from the truth. It was everything that I wanted and needed, but just didn't know anything about, still being relatively new to Deep House at the time. Unsurprisingly, it went on to become an underground hit, and I think it's fair to say that the combination of Salt City Orchestra's sublime instrumentation and Marshall Jefferson's bunged-up vocals is unparalleled to this day. On to the second half of the episode now, starting with The Lemon Twigs.
Come right in and have a seat. Remove your shoes, enjoy some fruit. Did I mention have a seat? I'm real high-tech authority. That's right, I'm quite an ace. I'm cutting edge, I think you'll agree. Have you seen my carrying case? For my
So I know it's pretty obvious, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. What we're listening to now is a truly exceptional piece of music. The track is Sorrow and a Cup of Joe. The artist is the Other People Place, and it was released back in 2002 on the magnificent Clone imprint as part of a two-track 12-inch titled Sunday Night Live at the Laptop Cafe. The Other People Place was a pseudonym of James Stinson, who formed part of the enigmatic Detroit recording outfit Drexia, alongside partner Gerald Donald. And Sunday Night Live was one of the only two releases under the Other People Place name before Stinson's sudden death in late 2002 presumably shortly after the release of the record. An album titled Lifestyles of the Laptop Cafe was released a year earlier in 2001 on the Warp label and is also essential listening. We also heard a haunting piece of music from Burial titled In McDonald's and that was taken from the sublime Untrue album released on Hyperdub back in 2007. Before that we heard a trio of guitar-based cuts that galloped through styles and influences aplenty and they included Orange Juice's Falling and Laughing from 1982 that marries deceptively upbeat and almost jolly instrumentation with lyrics that spell out a tale of awkwardness and heartbreak to the point that the singer can eventually only laugh at the state of his own situation. We also heard Devendra Banhart's humorous disco-flexed strutter Fig in Leather from 2016's Ape in Pink Marble album and kicking us off was The Lemon Twigs with the Steely Dan-esque These Words, lifted from the 4AD released Do Hollywood album, also from 2016. Thank you. 
Playing away beneath us now is Radiohead's unsettlingly obscured Like Spinning Plates from 2001's uh, Amnesiac album. And that's going to take us up to the final track of this episode of Threadwork, as amazingly we're nearly out of time already. All being well, you've enjoyed what you've heard in this instalment and you're appropriately satiated, but also hopefully you have room for just one wafer thin mint to finish things off before we say goodbye. Huge thanks as always go to Producer Bod for invaluable production wizardry, and we're going to leave you with the brilliantly weird Cornflake Girl by Tori Amos from 1994 as the final delicacy. I've been Ross Kale, and this has been episode 30 of Threadwork. Until next time, cheers. It was a good solution Hanging with the raisin girls She's gone to the other side Giving us a yo-yo Things are getting kind of gross And I go at sleepy time This is not really This, oh, this, oh, this is not really happening You bet your life if it ends, you bet your life it ends Really happen to hang You bet your life